Welcome to Food for Thought. I'm Cookie Anderson. And I'm Laura Mangone. And Rob Bell. Hi, everybody. Johnny Boy is still on hiatus. He's selling, soon to come back. Selling beds. Is that in Massachusetts? Sell. What's that? Is that in Massachusetts? What? Hiatus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so funny. Oh, that's Hyannis. Sorry about that. <laughs> yes. So I got some interesting news this morning. Um, Dietra is a Zumba instructor, and we had a lovely group of women for, I think we, how many times did we do it? Three times? Two or three. Two or three times. Yeah. We get together, I think there's about a dozen of us, and we would go to a place a local place that's sort of a hands-on vineyard slash winery. And we would make two different wines each year. And our 2015 Chardonnay, which was made from a blend of Chilean grapes, was awarded a silver medal by the American Wine Society. Cool. And our 2015 Pinot Noir was awarded a bronze. So Rob, you're sitting here with two, uh, and you didn't bring in any award-winning. No, actually, that's the funny thing. I just like tech after I found this out. I thought this would be a really good photo op, like with our medals, and everybody's like, "What are you kidding me?" It was gone. I'm like, nobody even waited. You know, you're. Are you kidding? For, for the this red? is like months ago. Are you kidding? For, we had like ten bottles. Each, Mine was gone in no, about two we, weeks. I know. We each had a <laughs> we each had a case of red and a case of white, and the red. If I remember correctly, was supposed to sit for like six months. Nah, yeah, like two months in, nobody had anything left. But it was. But good. why do we? We didn't That's choose anything. That's not true. Yeah. Yes, we did. I did. What do you mean? When we put it together, we chose the grapes that we were using. Right. Yeah, we chose. But it's a really grape finale. You should get the the medal. Well, they get a medal as well. That's the place well. where they made, made yeah, it. They, in Flemington, you know, New Jersey. They get a medal as well because it was produced at okay. their establishment, but we are the vintners. Was We're that oaked or unoaked Chardonnay? Oaked. See, I don't like oaked as much as the mm, unoaked. I'm telling you what, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah it was, I thought it was Even delicious. folks that prefer red wine were saying they really enjoyed the Chardonnay. So it was, okay. it was just yeah. really... Some of our people... I'm much more of a Pinot kind of guy. Pinot no, Gris? No, Pinot Noir. It was the, a Pinot uh, Noir. It was a Pinot Noir. The, um, yeah. I actually did let... I think I had maybe one bottle early, but the remainder I did wait the you know five or six months to consume, and it was pretty good. What was that movie where the the guy Paul uh, Ugh, Giamatta it's called Sideways, and he and he said, "I don't like Pinot Noir." Is that what he said? No, that's not what he said. What does he say? They're going to meet two women at uh, two women they picked up in um, Solvang. They're on this, you know. Bachelor Bachelor weekend going to vineyards and they're in Solvang, which is a really cool little town in California. And they're walking in to meet these two girls that they kind of hooked up with. They're having just like a double date. And he says, well, you know, what if they don't like this kind of wine or what if they don't have this kind of wine? And he, as they're walking, he goes, well, I'm telling you right now, I am not drinking any frittata Merlot. That's what right, because women always order the Merlot. Yeah. That was the like, I'm not drinking any Merlot. What's I'm not drinking any Merlot. Well, actually, um, we were in California not that long after that. Merlot was actually very for good. For one of our culinary um, get-togethers with all the people we graduated CIA with. 
And we did this huge tour of lots of, you know, some prestigious, some not so prestigious vineyards. And it that movie literally uh, had an impact on Merlot production. Like <laughs> after that movie came out, they're like, Merlot went consumption down. dropped yeah. by like 20% or something. Yeah. I went on the tour of uh, just kind of the informal tour of, of where they made that movie. I ate the restaurant that they used to go to, uh, yeah. you know, cool the, where they stayed at the motel and they Isn't walked down Solvang the road. Isn't a cool town? I've been in Solvang a couple of times. I, l- I have too, and I love because it's... Um, they had it's a car show like there a, one time I was there. Deirdre, it's like an old Dutch settlement. So like the buildings, it looks like you're in Holland. I mean, it's really cute. They're all like little chalets, right, Rob? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, so I think it was founded by, what, the Dutch or something? Yeah. yeah. It was a cool, very cool little town. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we are award... There's a lot of great wine in that area. Award-winning winemakers. Yep, that's us. We can add that to our now, is it, list of... Is it a national... What is it? National Peruvian... Today is National uh, Peruvian Independence Day. Peruvian and we were this day. close to eating koi today on the show. We were this close, uh, yeah. but somebody had a cold, and yeah, they didn't they, like the way their voice sounded. They didn't think that they could, it would sound good. So the week got canceled. All which right, is, so we'll it's well, ridiculous. No, we're going to do it again later. It's, it's postponed. Yeah, we'll do it another time. So that's great. And yeah, I'm anxious for those of the those of our listeners that don't remember last week's conversation. Koi is guinea pig. And a lot of cultures eat it on a regular basis. And she has award-winning. I'm going to have pig. no problem. I'm going to. You know what? No problem chowing down on that guinea pig. Yeah, uh, I'm a little disgusted at the thought of it, but I, I'm going to. I'm going to do not, it. I'm, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's going to be. I never ate rodent before. Well, no, but you've eaten a rabbit. But you've had rabbit. Had rabbit. You know, it's kind of. It's going to be like rabbit. It's going to be like chicken. From, uh, <laughs> it's going to be, like, gonna be chicken. like chicken. It's going to be like rabbit. It's gonna, with it's, a little gamier taste. There's not really. I'm trying to think of a critter that really skeeves me out about eating it. Well, rat. Oh, I would never. That'd yeah. be hard. Squirrel. I've eaten. Uh, or no. You've eaten a squirrel. No, I'm not not eating a squirrel. You know, but I would. Parts of the you know. I would. Down south what? in the Ozarks, I believe I would eat, squirrels I've never had on squirrel. the menu. I, would eat it. I think I would squirrels eat squirrel. on the menu on a regular basis. I've eaten. Uh, a snake and alligator. Yeah, and, me too. Me too. Um, there's not much that really. The surgeon's villain has a crazy. I don't like insects very much. Game insects bother me. In general, I, would I have not a problem have a with insects. Good, and you know, wouldn't do well in Thailand with all the bug eating, fried, eh. deep fried bugs. Wouldn't do well. But I mean, if it's seasoned well, like the crunchy. I've got a like the scorpions they eat. Yeah, that wouldn't. I forgot to look this up. But speaking of aversions to food, and actually, uh, when we. Continue. I wanted to talk about some Peruvian restaurants. First of all, where did where? How long ago did they gain independence, and from whom? This is a per- great question that uh, perhaps a we'll little, Laura's looking up break. because I can't answer that. Uh, Laura, uh, Laura's looking at <laughs> a recipe. Laura's looking at uh, koi recipes at the moment. Oh, but, okay. okay, I'll look it up. But uh, I've got to figure, and I have. I forgot to search. I might do it on the break, but I've got to figure out. Though I'm thinking of one food that I do have somewhat of an aversion to and it's tripe but i believe and it does have sort of a funky it's not just the hairiness of the tripe it's a funky doesn't bother me flavor to it that it that i don't like but the I one time needs- i had it that it was so good and it was supposedly a traditional italian recipe although i don't know if it was specific to this family but they took 
the tripe and they wrapped it around, and I think it was a combination of uh, sausage and chicken livers. Mm. And they wrapped it around and they put it like a skewer uh, uh, through it. And then they put it in some sort of marinade and they grilled it. So what good. happens when you grill it is a lot of that, that cilia or whatever the hairiness yeah, of the tripe gets burned off. Gets burned off yeah, right. So you don't have that sliminess. And the flavor, I thought I've it was fantastic. I've never experienced sliminess. I mean, I've eaten it a lot. My mother-in-law makes it and she usually, um, she kind of blanches it first and then she'll make a stew with it. So it's like a braise. Um, and, and I don't. It was and really I don't. Up. I don't really notice any sliminess, hairiness, anything like you that. You don't? No. No. Then it's good. So it's processed properly. Okay. So well, it's like anything. Think about octopus or squid. You know, somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. It's just like eating a rubber band. Hey, my my, <laughs> my girlfriend made an interesting dish last night. What? It was very similar to the paella that our friend uh, Jorge makes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But of course, it wasn't made on a big pan on on wood out in the backyard. Right. She just made it in a pot, and it had uh, a lot of onion and red peppers in it, and chicken. And um, then I bought some chorizo when I was in Newark, and mm. so I said, "Let's throw the chorizo in." And yeah. it kind of is very reminiscent of um, of paella. you know paella. Yeah, it came nice. out like that. Good. What's that called? It's paella. It's a. It's just a chicken type. and she said chorizo. It was a real typical dish in Argentina. They eat it all the time. I mean, paella but usually it was in a stew implies. Pot. She made it in a stew pot. It's it usually implies thing. shellfish, but it, it doesn't. I mean, there's so many different. It's variations. probably just a roast con pollos. It's probably just chicken and rice. Yeah, I mean, with, which everybody makes, but yeah, yeah, with a lot of onions and peppers, crushed yeah. red pepper or just sauteed chopped, 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 chopped peppers. peppers. Fine, yeah, well, and just all kind of and tomato. Yeah, I think she put yes, she put tomato in. Some sort of tomato product. What's that? Some sort of tomato product. Some kind of tomato. Product that yeah. sounds just like a pie, and I got this amazing chorizo. I got real chorizo when I was in Newark at the uh, supermarket there, so I chopped that up, and, and that was really nice. It worked perfectly. You know, you can get Very real nice. chorizo anywhere, right? You can get chorizo anywhere, not dude. just anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chop right. Yeah, <laughs> they don't really yep. sell a yep. lot of varieties of chorizo. Yeah, they totally. Do. Yes, they do. No, this is homemade chorizo. Yes, home they have it. Pre packaged and cooked. Yeah. All right, segue. Okay. Question on the uh, two chefs who buy chorizo <laughs> all the time. Yeah, that's already prepared. <laughs> Either smoked or, smoked or smoked, raw. dried, raw, it was cooked, fresh. Smoked. Yes, it was cooked. Okay. I'll bring in a, a potpourri of chorizo next week. You can't like. get it in promises, like, promises. upstate New York or places like that. I don't remember seeing I'm going to look uh, now. No, well, when my dad used to live in Rome, New York, there were certain things I had to send him. Progresso cannelli beans. He could never find those. He could never find chorizo. He couldn't find arugula. So no, much so no. that it was a conversation literally like that movie with Steve Martin where he's, you know that movie? My, no. It's my blue, blue heaven. He's like an Italian guy. He goes into a grocery store and he's trying to explain to someone what arugula is because he can't find it anywhere. I went into a grocery store in, uh, I'm trying to remember where it was in upstate New York, but in the nut aisle, in the nut section, there yeah. were peanuts. That's it. Oh, that was that was the selection. That's it, and then the bread, which aren't even nuts. Like Wonder bread, the irony, right? So the like, boom, Wonder bread and like pretzel rolls. So I, and so I had to. I'm buying this stuff for a photo shoot that I had to do for like a high end thing. Right. And so I took the. I was kind of pleased with myself. I was like, "How the hell am I going to make these nut pretzel rolls?" 
visually it has to it's more important that it's visually good but i also want to serve the crew right afterwards right. so i took um i sliced it on a diagonal mm-hmm. and then i brushed it with a uh, butter and then i dusted it with turmeric Yes, yeah, and I fried it in the a cast so iron skillet, it. and it was like gorgeous so and delicious. You were a food stager. I was. Yeah, I mean, think about all the you know when you see photos of food. Half the time, it's not food, or it's got shellac on it, uh, or, or it's got yeah. But like in any ad where you see milk, it's glue. I like if you see any ad. I know I have a friend that was a food stylist. And like when you look at she, she used to like totally blow it for me because I'd look at a beautiful picture. I'm like, oh my gosh, doesn't that look delicious? She'd be like, uh, that's styrofoam. That's got that's glitter glue. on it. That's got glue on it. That's like. <laughs> well, I would like to just, get away from that kind of food stylist approach because I think it is possible to make things look really absolutely. natural and, and I'm delicious sure now, with real. You know, this was probably. Pro- 30 years right. ago. I think I'm that sure was a now. trend. Yeah, absolutely. That was a trend. Yeah. But um, this, and this is coming out of, out of the blue, but I've, I mm-hmm. got to figure it out by this, by this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a brand? Key limes are not in season yet, correct? Right. Correct. But, so, the, but limes are cheap everywhere I go. Yeah, Regular key, limes. Key yeah. limes. Somebody, my client wants to make a key lime pie. They don't want me to make it. They want to make it. Uh. So they ask me. You don't me, think you can get any that are Florida key lime? I mean... I called and they said they're not in season, and I was like, "All right." You called you call Florida? No, I called you my said, local Yo, Florida. grocery what, store. What's like, happening? Sorry, hello, Florida. Hello, Florida. Yeah, but they key limes are not in season. Wanted a brand name called um, Manhattan, and the only one I can f- that they have is called Nelly and something. To be honest with you, I yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, I use that between the real thing, a lime and the a juice. key lime. In my opinion. If you put a couple of drops of honey in regular lime, it, it's key lime. It just has a, mm. there's just like a little teeny sweetness. I always thought of it as being more stronger. Oh, the I key don't, lime is like more concentrated. I don't think so. I okay, we're, okay, we're having tell. a key lime test too. I don't know. I, I th- mean, I, I have a feeling they're a not going to be. hint of sweetness. But you're, you can't use a, a bottle of the Nelly and whatchamacallit juice. That's not going to well, taste You like have a, a bottle fresh, of it in your know, refrigerator back here. Fresh lime is, you know, much, 100% better. I know, but I, I don't know. That, don't I use, use regular, regular limes, lime like Laura said. They won't. It's, they regular won't get lime. it. They'll be like, they, no, we want key lime. They, they, you, know, you know how people are. We want key lime. We want key, key lime, lime pie. Key lime pie. Key lime. We'll we want key lime. out of season. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, uh, it's like selling somebody wants soft shell crabs. Sorry, there are none. <laughs> All right. How much time do we have? <laughs> A couple of minutes. Okay. So wait, the Fiesta um, Patrias Pereunas, or the Peruvian national holiday, which is today. Uh, officially consists of two days. And mm. it is Peru's independence from the Spanish Empire. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, when? So back in the... Back in the... Probably recent, like 1972. Uh, hang on. Oh, gosh. Okay. Let's see. All right, this is something we do on the break. Yes. Laura. <laughs> well, you know what? That supermarket we went into also had mate because she we that is not easily easy to find. No, 
We went to a or bunch of supermarkets. And not only did they have mate, but they had Brazilian mate, and they had Argentinian mate, and American mate, and she's like, no, I don't like the, Argent- the Brazilian. Of course not. I like Argentinian. she's Argentinian. Yes, it must be Argentinian mate. And they're like, okay, there's three different kinds of Argentinian mate. Which one do you want? You know, we're like, oh, she's like, she was so happy. She's like, oh, good, I'll take this one. Uh-huh. That's it, like it tastes, a New Yorker saying, like I only straw. like New York hot dogs and, or New York pizza and not, yeah, you know, yeah. another type of pizza. But it tastes like straw to me. Can I tell you a, a new cauliflower recipe that I'm preparing? After the break. Go for tonight? it. Tonight? After the break. After the break. Give us okay. a tease. We only have 30 What's seconds. Okay, it, it is a whole roasted cauliflower. Oh, yeah. The whole head. Yeah. I mean, I've just... This, my clients are two people, so I, nice. I don't do that for them. But they're having dinner party, and I thought, let's do the whole roast. And actually, you slice big wedges of it and do yeah, it that way. It's yeah, like yeah. almost like a steak. Yeah. They're good. It's good. When, when we come back. And then we're also going to talk a lot about um, some delicious uh, Peruvian recipes. I'm Chase Bell from the band Chase Bell of White Licorice, and you're listening to PANJRadio.com. Listen to this. You are rich and I am poor. Be my savior and I'll be yours. My whole life flashes before me as I hang on. Your business only gets one chance to make a first impression. That's why Green Birdie Productions offers free re-edits on every high-definition video we create. Our Emmy Award-winning staff and green screen special effects studio guarantee the quality we strive for. It's no wonder most of our business comes from referrals. Green Birdie Productions. Compelling video. Competitive price. Hi, this is Bernie Wagenblast, and hopefully Vinny V is not stuck in traffic right now, and we'll be able to do his show in the green room here on PANJRadio.com. You'll find all sorts of interesting things that are going on in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania. So tune in to Vinny V and In the Green Room. Welcome back to Food for Thought. And we're back. And we're, we're back. back. And it's uh, I have a question. Peruvian Independence Day. But I have a I have an indi- I have a question that I want to, it's, we're just going to go politics here for just a minute. Oh gosh. How many here raise your hand if you think when when Trump looks in the mirror he actually sees Scaramucci staring back at him? <laughs> Did you hear the lovely quotes that the mooch? Uh, did you hear? Is that what they call him, the mooch? Don't go. The mooch. The mooch. Did you hear the lovely quotes from New York magazine? Personally, I miss spicy. I don't. Well, I miss. The, <laughs> I miss, I miss Melissa the, McCarthy. I miss Melissa McCarthy <laughs> Who's do doing. Mooch? 
I mean, the the, the brilliant, but the, the one of the best skits cool. I remember is when uh, Melissa McCarthy was doing Spicer, and all of a sudden her she's standing on the podium, and all of a sudden it started moving like a, like a car, yeah, ramming, yeah, yeah. ramming, she ran, into she was ramming the journalists. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but but did you, you, don't you think that Mooch and Trump are kind of very similar? They're like the same guy. They're like uh, business people. They have the hand gestures. You know, they have the same. Disdain, yeah. disdain for other people. I mean, they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're, uh, they're parallel. Mooch, he's cuter. I think Mooch is going to last a long time because he perfectly reflects Trump. Did you hear what he was quoted saying in The New Yorker? Yeah, but he used to, he blasted Trump when he earlier in his career. Did you hear what he said about Steve Bannon? Although I hate Steve Bannon, what but he, what did he say? I can't say it. Oh. He, he, said, said, he said something that sucks his own. <gasps> okay. Yeah. So let's get back to Peruvian independence, <laughs> wow. shall we? Okay. On that note, but um bum. Such um, his own hamster. Sorry. So uh, Peru the de- news. declared independence <laughs> in 1821. To answer your question earlier, from whom? From Chile. Chile. Okay. Oh, from Chile, not, not from that. Spain. Hang on. Hang on. I did not. I did not. Spain, Spain, and Chile. Spain and Chile. Correct. Okay. All right. Good for them. All right. right. So, the, so yeah. happy Peruvian Independence well, Day but, to all yeah. you Peruvians out there. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we will be at El Tool. Yeah, right? we'll get there eventually. Yeah. And they also own Quinoa in Doylestown. They have two. Eating delicious. And we could go to e- either one. Koi. Same food. Okay. Um, uh, real quick, the cauliflower recipe. Yeah, go for it. So this is not Peruvian, obviously, but um, I'm going to make this tonight. It's a uh, um, mushroom, I mean mushroom, mustard parmesan whole roasted uh, cauliflower. So you take the, um, two large heads of cauliflower, you kind of cut the bottoms off so that it'll, they'll sit upright on the um, on the what you pan, the pan, Cheap and pan. Uh, <laughs> what is that thing called? <laughs> You take, um, you know, some olive oil. Um, it says that clove of garlic halved. So you remove the leaves of the cauliflower. You you trim it. You rub the outside. You would like this, Laura, because it's this is your flavor, t- but your not the flavor, but not. So you rub the the cauliflower with the garlic, which yeah. you really do get the essence flavor. of the garlic yeah. all over it, but you don't get any little Pieces. big chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, Whisk together the oil, uh, three tablespoons of the mustard, which is a pretty significant amount of mustard. I don't yeah. know about that, but yeah. half a teaspoon of salt and a few um, grinds of black pepper. Mm-hmm. You put it on the baking sheet and you brush the entire outside with the mustard oil mixture. You roast it in 450 uh, mm-hmm. oven until it's nicely charred and tender, uh, about 50 minutes to yeah, an hour. I was going to say that's an hour at least. Yeah. And... Meanwhile, you combine the parsley and Parmesan in a bowl and you brush the outside of the roasted cauliflower heads all over with the remaining tablespoon mustard and generously sprinkle with the Parmesan mixture. Hmm. Cut it into thick wedges and serve on plates. Sprinkle with salt, lemon wedges, and any extra Parmesan mixture. I think it sounds really good. I think I might go a little easier on the mustard. I would too. The mustard sounds like a lot. I mean, you want to taste the cauliflower. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. 
So anyway, I'm so it's try it. sort of reminiscent of. Um, remember, I would tell you about my friends Eddie and JP um, when we go to Virgin Gorda, and Ed, um, JP would do those rubs with cumin and cocoa and allspice, and he'd like put it on anything, and it tasted totally different. He would do it. He would take a whole head of cauliflower and cut it into only like maybe three, four, five big wedges, big slices, and rub it with co- um, a mixture of cumin cocoa and allspice and i think you also put black pepper in it and just oil and that rub like really rub it in there and then he would grill them oh my gosh oh grill the grill, cauliflower grill the section because it's now you keep the core attached so it's like a yeah. steak i like that oh my gosh and it tastes like i like that it's like you know when you prepare a, a, um, a portobello and yeah. sometimes it like literally tastes like a steak this thing yeah i love that it was so good. Maybe I'll make that for next week. Grilled portobello tastes like I can steak. eat that. Yeah. The grill. I'm going to do that. Okay. I will do that. What's the I'm predominant spice? Is it predominantly cumin and then it's equal second? Pa- no, equal, equal parts. Really? Cocoa powder, allspice, cumin. And I think he puts a little black pepper in it. And salt. But I'm telling you, he puts this rub... I, I put mean, black when we go everything. there every year, we kind of bring a lot of our own food because we don't, well, now there's more markets there, but where we stay on this island, there's not a lot of shopping. So we bring like proteins, we bring everything with us. Um, we, every year we put it on a filet. Um, last year we also put it on, I think, shrimp and chicken. And this year we put it on, uh, I bought some ribs and put it on I'm pork making ribs. ribs this I'm weekend. telling you, it was yeah. delicious. So good. Really good. So I'll, maybe I'll do that next week instead of the guinea pig. Because so I, I want to do... wait on the guinea pig until we have it at the Peruvian restaurant. I'd like that to be my first guinea pig experience as an authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we should yeah. try to attempt it before I, yeah, I agree. eating it at a real Peruvian place. I agree. So for the, for the ribs, um, mm-hmm. I was going to make it th- this weekend, and mm-hmm. maybe I'll try that rub. Mm-hmm. And... Can I put, I would like to make, I, I don't know, I don't always, um, should I just keep it a dry rub and then um, with, slow roast it well, and then finish we, it on the grill? No, what we did, it, did I think, is I um, pork hook them first a little bit, just in the water rib? on the stove, yep, and then I took them out, let them cool off a little, put the rub on it, and then just finish them on the grill. Uh-huh. That was good. Okay. Yep. Might have to try that. Yeah. So here's a, a Peruvian. I've always, I, you know, I, I've read a ton of ceviche recipes. And I thought that, you know, if you, if you look at ceviche recipes as they travel around the world, because there's, there's Spain mm-hmm. ceviche and Portugal. Mexican. And then there's Mexican yep. versions. There's South American. So Bra- Brazilian. I, yep. Brazilian. I always thought that. There was um, the introduction of tomato in a Peruvian ceviche, but according to this, this recipe, it's not. It calls for uh, fish fillets, sea bass, sole, or flounder, mm-hmm. and a one-inch dice. Mm-hmm. Um, one quart of water boiled and chilled. Who the hell knows what? One red onion. Yeah, what is that? They're cooking I, it first? I'm not sure. That's the point of ceviche is to be cooked yeah. by the oxidation. One ahi amarillo rib and seeds removed, clove of garlic, salt and pepper, lime juice and lemon juice, equal parts. Mm-hmm. Usually I would just do the lime. Cilantro. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they, they're serving it with uh, corn, you know, two ears of corn cut in half, a sweet potato. Uh, yeah, it's But it's what's different. with the water? Isn't it just combining okay. the with the fish and letting it cook like a regular ceviche? Okay, so place fish in a non-reactive bowl, add three cups of chilled water to the fish, and rinse gently, drain the water. So for some reason, they want you to boil the water and then chill it and then use that water. What? What the hell? Uh, well... You're using if they're boiling the water and then letting it cool. It's they're using purified water. Okay. Okay. Is this for is this recipe for like impoverished areas that I don't, don't have clean water? Uh, brush the corn and sweet potato slices with oil and place on grill. Cook for about ten minutes. When ready to serve, divide the fish ceviche among four lettuce cups and top with the onion slices. So the onion's not mixed in; it's on the top. I don't really like that. I like uh, it when it's I incorporated. Like it all mixed together. Serve with grilled corn and sweet potato slices and garnish with Japanese seaweed if desired, for yeah. whatever reason. I love wakame seaweed. Yummy. That would. But be why nice. would they garnish? But I don't know where they're. I, well, it's everybody's got their own way of doing things, right? This is courtesy of Santos Lou. Um, hmm. apparently a Peruvian aficio- Peruvian cooking aficionado. So huh. I guess he's supposed to know what he's talking about. Um, and I'm assuming it's a traditional dish, right? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a million variations of ceviche. I've, I've seen recipes that have uh, a little bit of tomato paste in there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What other variations have you seen in terms of just um, nuances of ceviche? To be honest... Most of the ceviches I've come in contact with have pretty much all had the constant of citrus, be it orange, lemon, lime, uh, a little bit of oil, uh, garlic, onion, cilantro, and as you said, you know, sometimes tomato products, sometimes not. But that's pretty much it. And pepper, you know, some sort of And a jalapeno uh, or, yeah, pepper. Actually, we were in... um, where were we? What's the island off of Cancun? Uh, Cozumel. And there was this really cool place on the beach, and we had a selection of ceviches. So there was like six different types. And the majority of them, aside from you know one being conch, one being clam, one being shrimp and fish and you know different fish that were in it, the only difference in all of the sauces were a couple had like um, probably tomatillo puree, so it was greenish. One had a regular tomato puree, so it was a little reddish. But aside from that, they all kind of tasted the same. But that was it, just the distinguishing, you know, the tomatillos or the tomatoes. Right. Yeah. Here's one for, um, it's called Peruvian Beef Saltado. (laughs) Sounds good. And um, you okay there, Robbie? Yeah. It calls for some vegetable oil, a one and a half pounds of flank steak sliced into one and a half inch wide strips, kosher salt and pepper, mm-hmm. large red onion quartered and thinly sliced, large tomato coarsely chopped, garlic clove finely minced, one teaspoon of soy sauce. I don't get that. Okay. One, te- one tablespoon of red wine vinegar. So I'm just not understanding when you're doing like super authentic. Peruvian cooking, and I'm talking about like what they, you know, what right. they did a hundred years ago. Right. Why would they be using soy sauce? I don't know. 
Lord knows it was around. It was around, and I know we're all allowed to use it, but if you're trying to do the most... extra added salt flavor. Heat the oil in a large wok or skillet over medium-high heat. Add the steak, season with salt and pepper, and stir-fry until the meat is browned on all sides, about 8 to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Using the tongs, transfer the steak to a plate and set aside. To the drippings of the pan, add the onion, tomato, and garlic. Season with salt and pepper. Cook and stir until the onions are soft and the tomatoes start to break down about two to four minutes. Return the beef to the pan. Add the soy sauce and the red wine vinegar. Cook for one minute. Season with salt and pepper. Taste and serve. Huh. It's, it's right. It's, I guess. I mean, I, that doesn't make me want to run out and make that. I mean, it does sound good. It's right. So my friend Ed and his husband were in Peru. I should have. When? Should have done a little research and had them give me some input on, you know, their what they ate. What what was the predominant um cuisine? Now here's a here's a quinoa and purple potato salad, courtesy of how do you pronounce her name? Giada? Gia. Giada. Giada de Laurentis. Mm-hmm. The smoking hot Italian. Italian chick <laughs> who gets all the breaks. Who's got a giant head? <laughs> That's a giant head. She does. Her, her. Now, uh, Laura, I I'm usually a, the mean one. I, I am not being mean. I think she is very beautiful, very well spoken. I've watched her on numerous occasions. I think she's got some great sensibilities when it comes to food. But I'm sorry, she has. A, her, she looks like her body is teeny weeny, and her head is rather. Maybe large. she's just too skinny. Some, that's what happens is that mean to some. To say that. No, it's just an observation. I think it does happen when women get too thin, their heads look too big. Like brides. You know, but you ever notice a lot of brides, their heads look too big because they lost too much weight? (laughs) No, I have not noticed that. I have totally noticed that. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because women are notorious for being like their absolute skinniest at their wedding. That's, they, yeah. Rob's looking at me this like is, I have two heads. This is true. <laughs> I was and their heads look too big. I was a size four. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was never a size four. Okay. So I had uh, sardines with heads on them the other day. Okay. Good for you. Tell me where the segue is in that yeah, right. conversation. <laughs> we're talking about food. Yeah, no, you're talking about talking bride's about heads. Giada's recipe. You're talking about bride's Godzilla heads. Uh, and all he can think about is his sardine head. Yeah, I had the, they, and they were fabulous. Where did you have those? Of course, I was in Newark at uh, Marascara, uh, the Marascara restaurant. Here's how I love sardines. Siabra's Marascara. It's one of my favorite restaurants. Here's, here's how I love sardines. Just dusted with flour, mm-hmm. salt and pepper. Fried. Fried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Put them on top of um, a couple of like uh, crostini mm. that are mm. like maybe a little <clears throat> bit of, you know, with plenty of that rubbed garlic. These are bigger than a, that. Maybe These a are... drizzle of olive oil. And then you put them over the crostini and just lemon and salt. That's it. But these aren't the tiny ones. Like these are too yeah, big for a saltine. Are big. They're You're like this big. Are you thinking They're of like four inches no, long. No, no. I'm thinking of sardines, but I mean, I'm okay. Imagine a no, no. Imagine a crostini that's like really long. Oh, okay. Like you cut it on the severe diagonal. Okay, yeah. I've had it. And I, uh, you know, I, you know, they're big enough that you can you know pull the meat off the top and you can then you fillet it. Right, you yeah. fillet it. You yeah. know, on your plate, you take the, yeah. the bones off and then you eat the bottom part. Love them. And then I was sucking on the heads. Of course. I like them marinated and grilled. Of course, my girlfriend's from Argentina, so she wasn't disgusted by by my behavior. Or, when I, or I the like heads. them uh, 
with a little bit of a brine, like pickled, almost not pickled, but you know, they're in a little bit of an acidic marinade. Oh, can like you get fresh a, anchovies you when know, they pickle them? They put vinegar, and they're in vinegar. Speaking, oh, so good. Speak, I like fresh anchovies. They're the mm. best to me. So good. Um, okay, now we I come want back, anchovies. No, no <laughs> when we come back, uh, more Peruvian uh, recipes and more on food for thought. Hey, this is Danny Coleman, the host of Rock On Radio Sunday nights right here on PANJRadio.com and sometimes on PANJTV.com. Tune in Sunday nights at 7 p.m. to hear the best of the indie artists from our area and beyond. So, rock on. Hey, this is Jack Furlong and Kurt Mackison from The Strike Zone. And as you've probably learned by now we're here 4 to 6 p.m weekdays monday through friday through the end of the month as your afternoon drive time hosts yes right here on panj radio we'll have terrific guests and some trivia so call in 609-460-4673 we'll be here right here on panj radio Welcome back to Food for Thought. Here we are. And Deirdre, we need to... You, remi- mean, we you mean, mean cookie. Cookie. We need to <laughs> remind our listeners about our exciting... Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, what we're Food for to, Thought food is going to be... Uh, it's going to be in a billboard in Times Square. Yeah. But according to <laughs> the owner of one of the stations that we um, Distribute. are d- distributed by... And, of course, I only have a, not even a real handshake. I have a text emoji handshake. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, but those stand up in court nowadays. Oh, do they? A text emoji a handshake? text emoji handshake. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a text emoji handshake that our photo that we had professionally done by R.C. Butler Which Photography. you look awesome in. We all look good. Mm, I, I, Johnny I doesn't all, like his picture. I don't picture. like how I he look. He was complaining. I think I look totally wide. No. And, and John isn't thrilled about how he looks. Well, I look good. I, no. I look fabulous. <laughs> you do look good. I look all right. I don't the think two, I look great. Right. I never like how I photograph. No, you so. look good. I look all right. The two of us look awesome. And I got, there's a little, I think, I just got a little cleavage showing. You got a little cleavage showing. You and got your red shoes. I got my on. red high heels that I wore for that, just that photo shoot and then I threw them in the garbage. Like <laughs> what did I do? Give them to you? I think you gave them to me. <laughs> I think I. So I, I, I think had my I French elitist my, expression. You had your my French elitist French elitist expression on. You do um, actually, as, as requested. So anyway, it's supposed to go on the billboard, and we came up with a tagline. Well, we it was a collaborative effort. I actually. I wanted to have a tagline. I was trying to convey that, okay, it's a food show, but it's not a serious food show. I mean, we have breaks at being serious. Right. I mean, we're talking recipes and stuff like that, but we also talk trash and some silly things. Mm-hmm. So I was convinced 
and obsessed with using the word. First of all, we were going to say three chefs and one gourmand. Yeah. And lots um, of fun. And lots, lots of fun. Of, <clears throat> lots of fun or lots of laughs. Right. Um, that was next. I talked to two friends of mine who are actually in the industry of, of marketing and advertising. One specifically has a background in um, media. And he's worked for MTV. And this is what he does. He comes mm-hmm. up with taglines. And so they, they both nixed Gourmand because he said, and they, these are both, um, you know, highly educated men right. who said, I don't know what a gourmand is. Mm. So uh. everybody knows what a gourmet is, but not necessarily gourmand. You don't want people questioning the word. Right. You can't use any, any word that's like Some even people slightly right. too highbrow. Right. Fifth grade, fifth grade level. So right. I agreed with that. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. it's food talk and fun. Food talk. Well, I was Tune I was in also your taste buds. Yes, and right. I was I was also convinced that I wanted to use the word shenanigans just because I like the word and that's sometimes what we Maybe we do. It's shenanigans. I know, but some people might not know what that means. But I pointed out that there's a chain of restaurants called shenanigans. I don't care about them. Well, no, but they might care about they you. They might care about you. <laughs> Us. But I, what, you, you call your restaurant shenanigans, so now we're not allowed to use the word shenanigans? They may, on, they may have it like copyright. Copyright. You, you might not put, be All able right, to put well, it in print. All right, well, good. Phew, I didn't choose it. So, <laughs> so yeah, food, talk, and fun, tune in your taste buds, exclamation point. And that was basically these two guys t- together made me understand it's got to be short and sweet. It's got to the tune in part reminds people that they have to do something. So even yeah, though action, it's going to it's called a call to action. Yeah. And, and so on top the the branding of uh, Red State Talk Radio is mm. go, Red State Talk Radio. Obviously it's talk radio. But some people aren't even going to notice that. And before so, that turns everyone off in our listening area right, with the four it, liberals. It, it used <laughs> it used to be a political radio station. This is the national station that we're distributed on. It used to be solely political. But now right. they're branching out and they we have different have, we're on Encore Network. We are actually on their sort of sister station, which is called But it's going to say Red State Radio on it. So it's going to say Red State Talk Radio. We don't want to hear. Don't write us letters. Don't give us we any shiitake. Sh- exactly. Um, so I think it sounds great. And I think the picture is awesome. I'm and look, we're going to definitely I'm looking have... looking at it again. You look, as, as always, adorable. Um, adorbs. Rob's got... Quite the smirk. Rob's got a great expression. You, you do. You're like, you, you just look like happy. You know, the smile is beautiful. Yeah, just, Johnny Boy doesn't I look so good. I'm looking but a little wide in the hip area. <laughs> we can have her. So what are they going to do with the background? Do we know yet? We don't know. I'm leaving it up to them. Okay. Because I figured they probably know better um, what's going to pop, what's going what's to right. work. Um, I don't, none of us really had any expertise. What's going to look distorted? I was thinking gray background, but I don't know. I Actually, don't know what's this the gray right background thing. is kind of nice. Don't you think it makes the white so crisp? It's, it's cool. And also kinda remember red pops. states, red states branding is going to be red and black. So and that's be, why I chose black, the colors. Right. And I think the red with, especially with Rob's tie and your shoes, like it's going to pop. Well, we're excited. So we will keep everyone posted. And we're definitely going, we're going to, if it, if it happens, we're going to take a class trip into the city. Yes. Lisa Meluso from RC Butler Photography wants to come. Absolutely. And we'll then we'll, and we'll bring significant others. Yeah. And then we'll have, we'll have pictures taken and okay. pictures with, the, taken. with the thing behind us. 
and then we'll Which have lunch. It's probably, up, we'll it's probably lunch. up there for like four seconds every 30 minutes. So you <laughs> got to be ready to go. You got to be ready to go. Watch our clock. Matter. It's coming around again in three, two, one. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's okay. I think it's really, really neat. Mm hmm. Okay, back to, uh, can we get back to, did you want to, oh, wait, you wanted to talk about your Mediterranean. Oh, we, yeah, my. Um, uh, wait, not Mediterranean. Yeah, me, yeah, Middle Eastern. Mediter- Middle Eastern. Mediterranean. Okay. Um, so Tuesdays with my cousin, I usually, once a month, I take him in to see my uncle in the city, and we go to a place in the city, and we went to a really nice, it finally got him to, let's go somewhere different. Aside from the diner on 64th Street and the Chinese place, which that's all he we likes. all love. Well, no, he likes other things. It's just, you know, sometimes it's easier just to do what we've been doing. Um, my uncle is 94. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, common things are good. Right. Um, so we went to an awesome restaurant on 62nd Street between 1st and 2nd called Anatolia, which... I know a lot of Middle Eastern places are named Anatolia. It was so good. It was really awesome. Was it? it was really good. We had, um, my sister and I eat Middle Eastern all the time, and my uncle and my cousin do not, so we kind of ordered everything. But we got some really nice, you know, baba typical, didn't get baba ganoush. Nobody was into it, but we got some really, their hummus is delicious. We got some really good homemade stuffed grape leaves that were yummy. We had the, you know, the shepherd's, Salad that a lot of Mediterranean places have with the feta and the cucumbers and the tomatoes. It was really good. And then we all, um, my uncle had a lamb dish. Uh, Joey had a chicken dish. I had a lamb, uh, basically shish kebab, you know, brochettes, just grilled meat. My sister had really good falafel, real, like almost the best falafel I had date, even the Strictly falafel place in Princeton. I we've, thought, we've I thought falafel this was better. We have falafel right down the street. Really? Yeah, I don't they know make that I've ever mahab. had there. Oh, you got to have it there. Yeah. I'm, when we go there, I am addicted to that because their menu is also Egyptian. Egyptian that restaurant. That dish in the phyllo dough with the rice and the mm. lamb. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Mm. It's really good. So that was it. Anyway, it was it was really nice if you ever cool. in this. Sixty uh, 62nd Street between 1st and 2nd. The chef there is with, from Morocco, So Rocco, if you're ever actually. on the east side. And they just, uh, you know what? They just opened a new place in Princeton. They did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody was just telling me about a Middle Eastern place in Princeton. I'm called Marhaba. I'm like, well. But I would follow that it's chef, It's got to be Lamberville. Because it's that, be that the chef is people. excellent. You know what I mean? It's like, right? How important is the chef? You can you, you can open another restaurant. It's important. But. Careful, we're being too local. It's, you're right. <laughs> well, New York City for people that are going. No, we for, do. We focus on major cities just because we're nationwide. I know. We can't but, focus well, too much on where we live. Okay. Anyway, and so here's an interesting. And New Hope are kind of like a destination, though, don't you think? They are, and or they the are number one bed and breakfast in the country. Is is the Wolverton Inn in Stockton? The Wolverton, really? Ten minutes from here, and, and number one, right? Like I mean, where we year live after year is such one. a. It's such a. It really is a destination. Absolutely. town. I mean the the river towns, including Lambertville, New Hope, all the way down to, um, you know, the less happening Washington, but still Washington sharp, charming Crossing. Washington Crossing, and then the other direction you have Stockton, French and Town, French Town, and Milford, where it's which beautiful. Is where it really is beautiful. Um, 
I can't tell you how many times we have been somewhere. We've been like upstate New York or we've been, you know, in the cute little town. And Mario and I were like, mm, kind of looks like New Hope, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, there like, are we're times. Lucky we live in this area. Although, to be honest with you, I would love one of those beautiful homes on the river. But it's a zoo in New Hope. and Right, Rob? You live in Lamberville. Isn't it a zoo in the summertime with tourists everywhere? Yes, yes. I mean, especially Main Street, New Hope. It's cuckoo. T- it is cuckoo. I'm looking at their menu. I think you're talking about Uzi. No, it's it's a marhaba. It's a at, new... Mar, marhaba. This is a unique phyllo wrap pie filled the, with rice, oh, peas, carrots, Uzi. almonds, you raisins. Yes, you're right. I remember you Choice of that. meat or veggie and tahini. Yes. Including veggie, chicken, beef, jumbo shrimp, lamb, seafood. Yes. It's called... An u- Uzi? Kuzi. Uzi. O-U-Z-I. And isn't that funny? So I'll have Uzi. to think of machine guns <laughs> to remember the name the, of the dish that I like. You right? see the chicken you like? An Uzi? Yes, yeah, an Uzi. Is a chicken was at 17 bucks. <laughs> so it's very reasonable. Can I talk about Peruvian lamb stew, Seco de Cordero? Please do. I would <laughs> love some. Now I'll want Peruvian lamb stew. <laughs> uh, in a mortar and pestle or food processor, pound the garlic, salt, cumin, and black pepper to a paste. Mix in vinegar, so a little bit of... Uh, a half cup, actually, of red wine vinegar, which is significant, and then blend in the olive oil, transfer the mixture to a large, shallow earthenware dish, and place the lamb in the marinade. Mm. So it's a marinade. They're what not type necessarily... of lamb? What cut? It says shoulder, and I I can never find shoulder. Oh, yeah. Chop right has shoulder. Are you sure? I'm positive, because I always make a lamb stew for Uncle Joe when I do his monthly cooking. You don't and do the I buy, No, I buy a shoulder. I don't know why I never see shoulder in the store. Yeah. Anyway. Just ask the ask uh, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny the Butcher. Johnny, you mean... Uh, Johnny the Butcher. Vito. Mm-hmm. Vito and Stan. Oh, we're going to sh- different shop rights now. Yes. Yeah, my guy's Johnny. My John- guys are Vito and Stan. And my guy's Johnny. They've been there for like over 20 years. I and know. They know. I remember me. them, but they're not in my town anymore. I... <laughs> um, so that okay, so good. so you okay, so you marinate mm-hmm. this stuff um, for two to three hours at room temperature. Thank you for saying room, room temperature, temperature because yep. everybody has to throw everything in the refrigerator constantly exactly. and sometimes ruin stuff. Yep. Remove the lamb from the marinade with a slotted spoon. So now I feel better about the half cup of red wine vinegar. Right. Reserving a half cup of the marinade mm-hmm. in a large heavy casserole, heat the three tablespoons of olive oil over high heat, brown the lamb, turning with the tongs, sear all sides evenly. This is a really important step. Yeah. You don't want to... You don't want to skip it, on that. There's no flour mm-hmm. in this one. Right. Which just means that it's, it's not, not going to be, be thickened thick. later. Right. Um, if the lamb does not fit all in one layer, brown in two batches. If you cr- if you crowd it, it's going to steam. Right. Uh, reduce the heat to medium high and add the jalapenos. Mm. Doesn't that sound good? Mm-hmm. Onions and salt. Saute for about ten minutes. Add the beer. Mm-hmm. What kind okay. of beer? Doesn't say. Just but I would do bottle of beer. Decent. I would do like a something Hardy. significant, mm-hmm. like an IPA or something. Right. Um. Uh, add the beer and lower the heat so that the liquid is shi- simmering. Cook mm-hmm. for about 15 minutes or until all the beer has evaporated. Return the browned lamb along with accumulated juices from the plate. Mm-hmm. Add the stock mm-hmm. and stir to mix. 
Bring to a boil, then reduce the heat, simmer, covered for about an hour and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Add potatoes, covered again, and cook for another 20 minutes. Quartered? Uh, Peeled and quartered. Okay. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then you, um, when it's done, you add a whole bunch of chopped cilantro. So it's just got the potatoes and onion and jalapenos. Nothing, no other veg in, the, in there, right? Yeah, but I, what I'm that finding really good. interesting, well, I like... It sounds the, like a, you know, Peruvian pot roast. Yeah. So, I like the carrots cumin. and onions. And I like the jalapeno. I like the, the marinating of the meat first. That sounds really good. I'm thinking about it. Can you send it. that to I'm me? Not, maybe I'll sure. make that. <laughs> What's that? Okay, maybe I'm bringing that and sardines and... <laughs> oh, that would be... I know. We always get... We can't. We don't know I'm what so to hungry. do. Because I'm so hungry. This might even... Yeah, this will have an email option. I love... That's why I love... Um, what is this? Is this Savour or... Um, no, this is Food Network. Yeah, some of them are well They make done. it really easy to... Um, Isn't it amazing how you become um, sort of an expert on websites and their functionality? Because you yes. go some sites you go to and you have to like look through stuff. Oh, like there's one that I got it. Some you have to like. You know, oh, I can't think of the name of so, it, but it's so annoying. There's some of these sites, but I do try. I do like the Food Network site. I like Epicurious, but it makes you appreciate the importance of functionality in a website. Well, you got to be able to. Okay, they, they have the little icons where you can put yeah. it on Pinterest, Facebook. You can tweet it or you can send an email. Thank you, God. Like, it just makes it so easy. So I tend or to go to share, these sites. Yeah, or just sharing it. But do, what are your favorite food? What are your most trusted food sites for recipes? Because I don't look up a lot of recipes. Um, you don't ever just to kind of see what people are doing? No. I mean, I read articles about food. I actually, I, I, I do know, it more since we started this show. The New York Times food column. You know, I read food columns. Right. And I have a couple of... Um, websites. I just wing everything when I cook. I usually do too, but I and think I'm like, what do I started... have in the refrigerator today? Oh, let's put this. This would go with this. Yeah, I mean, most. I don't really use a recipe I, unless I, I'm trying to do something authentic. I well, don't that's really what I use... think, and that's where I go. Or maybe to these... baking, where you have to be slightly more specific about baking, leavening agents and whatnot. One hundred percent. I mean, I think I do. I go to Epicurious. Epicurious at times. Is good. Martha Stewart um, is not good. I never have liked Martha Stewart's the, recipes. The recipes are horrible. Yeah, I've and they're heard bad that. and they're wrong. I think I made one. Well, of I guess her she won't be a sponsor anytime soon. Twenty something years ago, I was looking for a different wedding cake recipe, and I used her, and it was horrible. It was horrible. Like it literally she did not work. She told me to cook shrimp five minutes aside once. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> All right, we're out of time. All right, we'll see. So you So hopefully next week. next week we'll be talking about. Eating guinea pigs. Eating guinea pigs live. <laughs> no, no, no. it's not going to be next not week. Not live guinea pigs. No, live show. <laughs> I know. No, the owner is in, uh, the in Europe for that. two weeks, so it won't be too right, you know, probably. Right. So couple who knows? Weeks. We might be at another. I'll find another place for next Fascinating week. restaurant. Are we going to do a live show, Rob? Yeah, let's do a, a let's live do show. Let's oh, go. Okay. From yeah. a restaurant. Why not? Why we not? have people call in on their cell phone. Maybe. All right. Bye. Stay tuned. See you then. Tune in your taste buds. <laughs>